0: Welcome to Research Uncensored, a podcast by Research FDI, your trusted investment attraction and business intelligence partner. Join me, Bruce Takafman, and my co-host Amber Hunter, as we bring you behind the scenes with economic development professionals around the world.
1: We're going to find out the real stories behind the project wins and get to know some of the top players in the game today. We would like to thank the Next Move Group for sponsoring today's podcast. Next Move Group helps small to medium sized companies, communities, and organizations create economic growth through executive searches that assist economic development organizations with hiring quality EDO professionals. They also provide site selection services to manufacturers in addition to a suite of products designed to help ED organizations be successful.
0: Welcome to another episode of Research Uncensored. Joined here always by my co host, Amber Hunter.
1: Hi, Bruce. Happy to join you today.
0: Good day, Amber. Good day. I have one piece of advice for you for this podcast.
1: Oh, my God. Please go ahead.
0: Don't mess with Texas.
1: (laughs) I already knew that. And those are words to follow.
0: (laughs) Those are words to live by. Mm -hmm. So many great memories in Texas. So many great things to do. So many great people. I think uh, IEDC back in 2014, IEDC was in Fort Worth. The theme at the time was steering towards the future convergence, connectivity, and creativity. That could be almost a slogan for the 2020 version. What do you think?
1: I think so. I think so. And if our listeners are wondering where we're going with this, uh, we are very happy to to announce that today we're going to have Sam Brown on the line, Samantha Brown. She is the executive director of Team Texas, which is a membership association uh, marketing group that travels the country, you know, carrying the Texas flag. So we're going to talk To her um find out you know what led her to team texas and some of the very funny stories that she's encountered in her let's say it's been a pretty interesting first year for her 2020 so i think we're gonna be in for some for some good stuff i would get the popcorn
0: yes definitely get your popcorn ready as twirl owens would say do you have any good memories uh being in texas all these all these years
1: I mean, I have quite a few. I mean, in the past two years, I think I go to Texas about four to five times per year. So, I mean, every time we go to San Antonio, I am always find a group to go to the, uh, what is it, the Dirty Nelly's Irish Pub along the Riverwalk. You know, they have the, the piano bar there. That's a big hit. And uh, the last time I was in Dallas, actually, uh, I went on a mad goose chase for an Ulta um, for the listeners in and- we're Canadian, so we don't have ultas, uh, so they have some exclusive products. So let's just say, uh, on my downtime, <laughs> I was r- driving around the the Dallas area trying to find one. So I have some good highlights. How about you?
0: Definitely uh, back to that 2014 IEDC in Fort Worth. Uh, obviously, a great time. Great, we learned a lot, but also some great times outside of the conference. So during that time, my favorite team, the New York Giants, were playing the Dallas Cowboys, and that Dallas Stadium is a palace. It, Honestly, like during the pregame, you had Guy Fieri cooking for everybody. You had live rock and roll and country music, uh, tailgating. So almost besides the game, it was quite the experience even before the game. And I was, I was at the game with Sean Dyke from St. Thomas EDC and Rhonda from St. Thomas EDC. And also Adam, our sound guy, was with us. So Adam, as you know, is not really much of a football fan, but he definitely enjoyed the pregame festivities.
1: That sounds amazing. That sounds like a great trip in Texas. And I cannot wait for us to be able to get back there. Um, It's looking like it might be 2021, but, you know, when it's safe, we're going to be there. And uh, with all that said, I'm very excited to talk to Sam. Uh, I consider her one of my favorite clients mainly because we're kind of the same person, (laughs) same personality. Uh, You know, we we love to work and we love to have a good time and she's very dedicated. So let's dial in with no further ado, um, Miss Sam Brown. How are things in Texas? Are you guys liberated?
2: So we were... Liberated and then now we're not. Um we've seen just record spikes. So we're we're back home in Austin. They've extended our stay-at-home orders till the 15th of August.
1: Oh wow, really?
2: A substantial amount of time.
1: Yeah. We're seeing record numbers right now. So Oh wow. Yeah, because everyone I talked to is like, oh, Texas is all back to normal. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Austin isn't. Um I know I think Dallas maybe is a little more flexible.
2: I think all the cities are right now are
1: readdressing addressing because of the spike. Mm. Um,
2: I know the governor is having hosting a uh, press conference at one today to address everything. So we'll, we'll see what he says and what the, the future of our opening looks like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're also still, of, of course, <laughs> still at home. The spin, I can't believe it's mid-June. I don't know where the time has gone. I feel as though every day is the same. I don't know way. where this year has gone. Yeah, I know. So much, so many plans we made for this year. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I mean, and plans we made together as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, we, we had big dreams, but uh, that's okay. We've adapted. So, Sam, I know you started a career in politics working for Congress. What led you uh, to go to work for The Hill? So
2: it really came down to one factor um, and the, it's the way I was raised, and that was to do something with your life that impacts change or infects change, you know, the, to make sure what you're doing is, is worth something. And I felt that, you know, working in politics, I could make change and help people and, you know, create jobs and, you know, support legislation I truly believed in. Um, so that was the, the, the main factor. Also, it's it's a cool thing to say you work in Congress. Let's be real. It's, <laughs> It's not something that everyone does.
0: All right. So, Sam, do you think you'll ever have the itch to get back into politics?
2: No, absolutely not. <laughs> when I first left, I was like, "Oh, you know, maybe later, ten years down the road." Um, and then about a year out, I was just like, "Absolutely not." Um, Congress is for young people. It is not for, I and mean, it's not for the weary. Um, there's some stuff I definitely don't want to have to do again. Um, I know I was, I was kind of mentioning this to Amber, but, you know, working in Congress is a special beast. And, you know, I elevated to the role of press secretary. And one of my least favorite things was being out on a Saturday night at 10 p.m. and getting the phone call, that dreaded phone call that you have to be up at 4 a.m. to prep and get ready and then go pick up the member and then get them in studio by 6 a.m. to do Sunday morning shows. Um, so I didn't have weekends for years. Um, so I definitely I do not miss those 4 a.m. call times, and um, that alone I won't go back to. Um, but it's, it's a special beef, and there's a lot of great up-and-coming young kids that can step right in and, and do, do that job well, um, and they probably don't need as much sleep as we do.
0: I hear you. Then you shifted from the wacky world of politics to uh, the incredibly wacky world of the economic development world. Uh, you then went to work for the San, Mar- San Part Chamber of Commerce. Uh, what made you move to economic development? So
2: it comes back to that wanting to affect change, right? So, and while I was working in Congress, I had the pleasure of working with over 33 chambers, and I really enjoyed my work with the chambers and what they were doing. And I saw, you know, on the ground that they're, you know, working with creating jobs and, you know, supporting local legislation that really supports the people, whether it be a park or, you know, a training facility or fixing <laughs> a pothole, you name it. I really saw that you can make such an impact and you can actually see that impact at that local level. Um, and then when I got to the chamber, I really loved the workforce development stuff and just that general idea of economic developers have of creating jobs. Because creating, I mean, a job is the the best way to elevate someone is to give them a better job. Um, So I really enjoyed working with the underemployed and the organizations that help the underemployed to get them greater employment. So that was the kind of the shift there that really focused me to, to continue a career in economic
1: development. Awesome. So we can really hear that, you know, you're really pulled to doing things that kind of help people, you know, for the greater good. But with all that being said, I know we've worked together in tandem and kind of organizing these economic development trips. And we both know firsthand that everything that could potentially goes wrong typically does. (laughs) So I feel like you have a very good anecdote about the very first trip you hosted for the San Marcos Chamber. And we'd love if you could kind of share some details about how that went down. Oh, man. So, you know, first trip for
2: the chamber, um, a lot of the chambers call them inner city visits. You know, we picked um, Greenville, South Carolina, and that was in conjunction with um, our, our partners in economic development locally. So we had leaders from multiple cities. I spent eight months planning this crazy trip. So, you know, it's go time, right? So I fly to Greenville a week ahead of time Have everything together the day comes, I wake up, I'm feeling good. I get a text message at 6 a.m. The, the chamber CEO, two mayors, and a city council member didn't make the plane. So <laughs> you can imagine, I was like, oh, man, I've got you know 25 people arriving on a plane in a matter of hours and no one to help me navigate them around. Um, so the, the funniest part of this, and I hope I can get this imagery in, your, in y'all's head, was when they landed, I had to welcome everyone on the plane and get them on the bus, but our CEO was supposed to lead the bus to our first location. I was gonna be off setting up. Well, I ended up having to get everyone on the bus and then saying, here's your bus driver, see you soon. Texting the bus driver to drive slow. And then I'm in high heels running the entire length of the airport to get in my illegally parked rental car. Um, And speed to the first location to get everything set up. Um, And it just became this whole hilarious day Um, So we ended up getting one mayor there, and it was kind of like a cannonball run for half the people who hadn't made it on the flight. I think we had the CEO and um, one of our mayors ended up flying to Atlanta and then running a car and getting in at 1230 in the morning. So, of course, I waited up to make sure they got there. Um, But by the time we got to the second day, it was much better. Um, But yeah, definitely um, missing two mayors and a city council member. And kind of your, your partner in crime and
1: hosting something led for a very, very eventful few days. You know, I would say that uh, hosting 25 people by yourself is commitment, but I think the real, the real sign was you running in your heels down an airport. I've been there maybe not to miss a flight, but, but that's a true testament to your will. It was, you know,
2: after that, I mean, every trip seemed a little bit easier. I was like, if I can handle, you know, just that many people missing the flight, the rest of the trip's going to be fine. Um, but I had like my binder, and I felt like I was clutching to it so much. And Adriana Cruz, who now um, leads the state at the governor's office, she was on our trip, and there was a few times she was like, "Put the binder down. It's okay. It's like we're all here." Um, and she, she was kind of helping me, you know, um, herd cats, you know, through that first day as we were trying to get everyone around. I can just see you
1: clutching this binder. I have this image of you. <laughs> Put it down. Put the binder down. <laughs> <laughs> and now imagine me running in heels
2: touching the binder I, know, um, I love it. and I people's mean, luggage much. that uh, hadn't shown up so it was, you know, exactly what you would expect on the first trip
1: Okay, so you were tried and tested but you definitely persevered so with that challenge you decided to then transition to Team Texas where you have, I, correct me if I'm wrong I mm-hmm. over a hundred members representing all different communities, what led to that major transition and taking on that new challenge? So, you know the world works in funny ways. I was kind of at that point
2: with San Marcos that I wasn't ready to move on, but I was definitely open to moving on. So I had you know, changed my LinkedIn to open to opportunity. And then a couple of days later, uh, my predecessor with Team Texas texted me and was like, have you um, put your resume in for this? And I was like, no, didn't even think about it. And she was like, well, I think that you need to think about it. And I was, you know, not sure. I'll think about it. And I get a text message an hour later. Well, you don't have time to think about it. You've got to get this in tomorrow if you want to be considered. And I was like, well, looks like I'm going to have a busy night. Um, and luckily, I knew a lot about Team Texas um, because of um, asking my predecessor and the fact that San Marcus would participate with Team Texas. Um, and from there, it was an absolute whirlwind. Um, and I couldn't have asked for a better transition and to join a, a, such a wonderful organization.
0: Now, Sam. Do you find it challenging dealing with so many regions, so many personalities? What are some of the biggest challenges you have dealing with all these different goals, all these different people in one group?
2: I don't know. If challenging is the word I would use. Um, it's definitely entertaining. Um, <laughs> I will say, you know, there's, you know, each community is so different, I and mean, we range from supporting Houston to supporting Victoria, Texas, and others. You know communities of 100,000 down to, you know, 8,000 in population. So we really run the gamut. Um, I find it quite entertaining, but I I don't find it challenging per se. Um, I'll go back to working in Congress. If I can manage a whole bunch of members of Congress and their egos, I can handle just about anything. Um, But the good thing about working with so many economic developers is they all have that same end goal. So you really are working with a diverse group, but they all want the same thing. So it makes it a little bit, watching well, actually not a little bit, quite a bit easier
1: um, to, to do what I do, which is, you know, business attraction. So, I think we can kind of agree that you are sort of just really, um, how do I say this, well versed in having uh, maybe the unluckiest of first days <laughs> well, or first trips. So, I know you've worked with us. We, if anyone out there doesn't know, we do lead generation, we set up appointments for missions. So, uh, the first mission that we worked in tandem together um, was Chicago. And, Had, I don't know how to put this, but can we talk about Chicago? How did that go down for you? Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take it
2: a step back just to kind of set this up a little bit. Um, so I transitioned into Team Texas December 2nd. So, you know, two weeks on the job, then off for the up. holidays, then we had New Year's. Yeah, you showed up and then, you know, the beginning of the year was just really prepping for our first trips. We had our first, we, I actually went to Anaheim. Um, and That was my first trip and that was for a trade show. And then we transitioned pretty quickly into getting ready for the Chicago trip. Um, and one thing I think everyone, is, like every adult knows is tooth pain. So right before Chicago, I'm trying so hard to make sure I've got all my ducks in a row. I just get this nasty toothache. Um, and to so go to the dentist before I leave just to take care of it. And I was like, yeah, you know, it looks like you had a root canal about a decade or so ago. And I'm like, yeah, I did. And he's like, well, your root canal went bad. So we're just going to shave it off the top, give you some antibiotics. You're going to be fine in 24 hours. I was like, great. I've got to go on this trip. It's got to be perfect. So get to Chicago. And I'm like, uh-oh, it's been 24 hours. This isn't working. So I end up in a clinic getting stronger antibiotics, I'm like, okay, there's something wrong here. At this point, all of my members on the trip, 16 of them are like, Tim, you don't look so good. It's like, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. It's just a little toothache. like, we're totally fine. Um, get through another day. I ended up, as you know, in the emergency room at six o'clock in the morning um, and ended up suffering from a very, very rare infection called Ludwig's angina. Um, and I will say, Google at your own risk. Um, <laughs> so I bring on most of that, the, the tail end of that mission trip from my hospital bed, because um, I ended up being in the hospital for just over four days. Um, but the funniest thing I think about the whole drama of like getting ill and being in the hospital was I still don't know all my members yet, right? I'm only maybe six months on the job. <laughs> so I've got members coming into my hotel room and I'm just like, well, we've broken down that barrier. Um, <laughs> you know, we're pretty close now because if you see me, you see me like, you know, laying in a hospital bed, you, we're, yeah, we're, we're past the, the niceties were we're we're fine, um, and luckily, you know, again, I have some of the best members, and they, you know, made sure I was taken care of. Um, and one of one of my members from Longview, um, her name is Diana. knew her for two days, and i remember her having to text her and being like, "This is the most random thing, but can you pack my luggage? I have to check out of the hotel because the hotel won't do it." So, you know, this woman I've known for two days is packing my luggage, which is just such an intimate thing. Um, afterwards I was like yeah we're 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 cool we're friends yeah we like <laughs> yeah so um, as far as like getting to know your members after that trip I was like we, we're there we're past there we've just done a year and a half work worth of bonding in that two days
1: that's it I think after that experience it's hard to break those ties and I've met Diana a few <laughs> times and she's and think- very lovely <laughs> she is Her and um, are a great poor Omar
2: with your group <laughs> they are um for Omar with you so group. worried about you he, you know we had we had the black car services and all these things happening and he's calling me and I'm like I can't talk physically so like via text we're like rescheduling things and I'm like texting my members and this and this poor owner of this this car service you know all of these changes um and you know thank god for good people in Chicago because <laughs> Um, the owner of the car service, he just kind of understood everything that was going on and we were just texting each other and he made sure everyone got to where they needed to go. Um, so it's always nice when, you know, people really step up and help. Um, but you know, I ended up staying, you know, days after everyone left. Um, so that was fun. Um, and kind of the most notable part of that trip, and I know you know this Amber and, um, all of my, my, my Texas friends will definitely laugh at this. I've got bandages all over my head. So I walk out of the hospital and they had told me to walk a little bit to get my blood pumping since I'd been in the hospital bed for a few days. I was like, great. I'm going to walk back into my hotel. Who's the first person I see when I walk out of my hotel or out of the hospital? JJ Watt and his wife. So I'm wearing a Texas based uh, Texas ball cap. I've got my team Texas jacket on. I just absolutely look like Texas. (laughs) And, um, so (laughs) So he, him and his wife look at me. I look at them again, just completely bandaged all around the head, looking like something out of a cartoon. And he, could tell he like started to say something, and I just gave that like death look of like, please don't mess with me. Like I really want to like meet you because I think he's such a wonderful player and such a good person and a good representative of the you know as athletic athletes in Texas. But we were, both were at that point. We're like, nah. So we we had like a head nod and just went on our way. And yeah. it was the funniest interaction. Just And help. I couldn't help but call everyone. I was like, like I just ran into JJ Watt. And we mutually decided that we were just not going to have that Texas moment, you know, right outside of um, a Northwestern Memorial in Chicago on a random Monday morning. But what a um, photo that would have been. <laughs> I, it would have been definitely a photo. Um, I, I, was not, I was not feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was not having it. Um, But you know, again, just comical. And I think all my Texas uh, friends will laugh at that too. But yeah, so that was. I mean, we would talk about the like a first trip. I'll never forget it. Um, and the joke now is that every trip is going to seem so easy, and that I'm banned from going to the hospital. So <laughs> we should <laughs> moving forward we will be good. You can uh, only go up, <laughs> right? God, <laughs> right? And, and you can't make that up. That was just so crazy and random.
0: Um, you right. probably felt like you got up yeah. in a J.J. Watt sack yourself.
2: Right. That's exactly how I felt. <laughs> and, and well, and, then, so, and this is just to tie all this in a nice, pretty bow. By the time I, you know, got on a flight, you know, the doctors at Northwestern were wonderful. And they just got me out of the hospital as quick as they could because of this thing called coronavirus is happening. I haven't. So I flew home. Yeah. Right. I flew home on a Monday. Went into the office for like an hour the next day just to kind of gather my things and obviously go home for a few days. I just had major surgery. And the next day we got put on stay-at-home orders. So I just, I mean, I thought I not, I've i been in, out of the office a little bit longer than most people. Um, and it was really, really interesting to go straight from Chicago to stay-at-home orders um, and, and dealing with all the things that come from, you know, having surgery and, and, and recovery. Um, so very entertaining
0: well sam one thing and
2: you sure got the, you
0: got the. <laughs> i'm sorry uh, i didn't mean to interrupt you uh one thing for sure sam is no, you, are def- you are definitely battle tested i'll tell you that
1: yeah and i think you really show that I- you're I- committed you're you will run a mile in heels you will <laughs> take a tackle <laughs> so to put that on but your- isn't that what we do isn't that <laughs> right but that's what we
2: do as economic developers though you know we all have different kinds of hurdles when we're you know, working on projects or really just trying to find projects, there's always hurdles. So mine were just a little bit different when I started with Team Texas.
0: So uh, tell the listeners a little bit about the mission statement of Team Texas.
2: So Team Texas is the Marketing and Business Attraction associate Group under the Texas Economic Development Association. So we're not the governor's office. We're not. Um, we're not affiliated with the governor's office. Um, We are funded completely by local economic development corporations or cities. Um, And I like to think of us as like the grassroots, um, you know, on the ground um, economic developers that are going all over the country, not just, you know, hoping projects come to us, but really proactively looking for projects and meeting with prospects. Um, So we're, you know grassroots marketing, but we represent just about a hundred communities. And like I said earlier, from a couple thousand, um, population to
1: Houston, which is one of the largest cities in the country. Do you think that, um, IDC Dallas is going to happen this year? I, I would be very surprised if events over a couple thousand people happen in Texas
2: this year mm-hmm. and really all over. Um, I'd be very surprised, if it, but I think we have got such an opportunity with hybrid events and with um, doing things, you know, so hybrid, so in-person and virtually or just virtually. I mean, Lord knows um, we've all gotten pretty accustomed to Zoom and, you know, uh, meetings and go to webinar and go to meetings. I think we'll spend a lot of time this rest of this year on video chats or doing podcasts like this.
1: Yeah, I think I, I, I agree. I agree. And I actually just found a new place to move because there is a back deck garden where I can get a full size barbecue table. So next video chat with you and I, I will be outside.
2: <laughs> and for everyone who doesn't know, Amber and I tend to speak at the end of the day and I think we both pace about the same rate. So we'll yeah. have a 20 minute conversation where we're both pacing in our living room. Yeah. Um, because that's, I mean, that's what we do now. We're, we're all at home. We're pacers now. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> well, Sam, thank you so much for joining us. I, I love your stories. Uh, great anecdotes, definitely in the theme of uncensored. You know, we want to hear about the real stories, what goes behind those great photo ops we see when people are sitting at, uh, in boardrooms. And I think you really, you know, are a testament to what goes on behind the scenes. So I really appreciate you dialing in and chatting with us today.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for thanks for having me. And um, now everyone can laugh at me as much as I laugh at myself.
0: Thank you all for tuning in. You can find us on the web at www.researchfdi.com, on LinkedIn, and on Twitter at ResearchFDI. Tune in next week as we have another guest from the economic development world.